Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 270 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Alyssa Lancaster. Alyssa lives in Inman, South Carolina, and she is a homeschool mom, and she and her husband both also work for a nonprofit Christian ministry. Welcome, Alyssa. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. It's so good to talk to you today, and I always love having guests that I've actually met before. Yes, we've met twice. <laughs> the first time we met was, was it February or January? It was January, the end of January, yeah. Oh, end of January of, so just almost a year ago, by the time this comes out in early January of 23, we were in Greenwood, South Carolina, 
at a talk that I, I did on intermittent fasting. It was so nice to meet you there. And then you actually were at the beach. You're a yes. South Carolina beach goer yourself. So that's right. We'll probably see each other again there. We absolutely will. You've been coming to the South Carolina coast. You have a house here and all been coming here for your whole life. Yeah, my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place to come. So I look forward to it once it warms back up. That's right. <laughs> Do you ever come over the winter? We, not as much because of our kids' sports, but that's our dream is that when we can, we will. So yeah, I hope so. Maybe this spring we can. Yeah, it's cold in the winter, but it's still beautiful. Yeah, it's cold right now where we are. It's I turned the heat on. I've n- never turned the heat on in October, and I did. <laughs> well, yeah, we're recording this in October. It comes out in January. But yes, it was actually 39 degrees yesterday here at the beach. Yeah. And so I bundled up and watched the sunrise, and it was like brisk. So I'm just thinking about all the benefits of the cold air, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. You sleep better. <laughs> yeah, well, I slept almost... Like, I swear I slept more than nine hours last night. Wow. Oh, I love it. We slept with our window open and lots of blankets on. That's my favorite. Oh, did you? Well, you know, now that I'm doing hormone replacement therapy, I'm sleeping great. And so it has, like, changed my life. If nothing else, the sleep is amazing. But anyway, this is about intermittent fasting. So let me, (laughs) you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, when it first really clicked was the summer of 2021, and my friend Shay introduced me to it. But before that, my son Colson had done some intermittent fasting in college, and I guess it was that semester in January. And it's funny because I realized I must live in a bubble because I had never heard of that term before. That's so funny. The only two, I know, the only two people I had known about it that I had known that had done it. So yeah, that's how I started. But when Shay introduced me to it, I, I started right off. So yeah. That's awesome. And I've met Shay. Shay came yeah. to the event in Greenwood as well. So so Shay, had Shay been doing it for a while before she told you about it? Well, that's what we I tease her about. She started it in December and she didn't tell anybody because she didn't want people to think she was off her rocker. So our sons got married within a week of each other. And I guess I'll give you some background first. Okay. How about that? So let's see, back kind of start when I was Growing up, my mother, we were of the era where she cooked dinner every night. You know, we, everything was homemade. We never went out to eat. So I grew up with really good habits, I guess. But I always had a sweet tooth. And I don't know, we moved back and forth from Pennsylvania to North Carolina a few times. I don't know what state this was in, but if it was North Carolina, you might have had this too. We had something called brownies. It was like a precursor to Girl Scouts. Did you have that? Oh, yeah. I was in brownies. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, well, I was going to do brownies because I thought it meant you got to eat brownies. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. And when I found out that's not what you did, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. So Look I didn't it. do brownies. I thought it was brownies, <laughs> literally brownies. No, I was in brownies. I had the little beanie, the little brown. Yeah, my sister yeah. did. Yeah, she was. Yeah, You she did not do brownies. No, because if you're not going to eat brownies, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, But anyway, that was my sweet tooth. And I got, I think I got it from my grandmother. We called her Muzzy. You know, in the South, you have really creative names for your grandparents. It always embarrassed me with <laughs> my friends. But my grandmother Muzzy had a candy drawer. She had a refrigerator full of tab. We ate the TV dinners. We thought we were just in hog heaven at her house. Uh-huh. Where did she live? Lenore, North Carolina, up in the okay. mountains. Okay. Yeah. So she was always overweight and always really sweet. You know, we just, we got all, she's famous for her muzzy cake. It's like this chocolate frosting cake that all the kids, all the grandkids want for their birthdays. But 
Yeah, she was always overweight. And then another one of my relatives on, on her side, I remember one time she looked at me and said, Alyssa, she said, we are just like, I looked, I used to look just like you were built just the same. And she showed me this picture of her and she was probably in her twenties, I guess. And she was five, six, my height, and she weighed 125 pounds. And so that I was like, okay, that's my goal. She had this like little shorts on and a halter top, you know, sitting on a swing. Right. When she told me, I can only imagine what my face looked like, because when I knew her then she had gained like hundreds of pounds with her kids and she would wear movie dresses and wow. And this was like, it was an aunt. It's an aunt. Yeah. All she talked about was she would make fat jokes all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm built just like her. (laughs) I'm going to look like that. So I was determined, you know, that was not going to be my story. But, you know, growing up, I think probably in college is when I first started really dieting. We did the slim fast before spring break and I would try to run and hate it. We did Weight Watchers. I did Nutrisystem. That food was horrible. But what I liked about that was I didn't have to make any decisions. I just... yeah put the thing in the microwave and ate it. And you know, it was good. That is bad food, right? Oh yeah. I had a really friend is. who did system and she had like piles of it all around her house. Like I guess the boxes yeah. kept coming and I was like, why do you keep it? She's like, she didn't want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see how you could do that for a long time. I mean, it has to just, I don't know. Yuck. <laughs> yeah. So we did it for a little while. And then did you ever do the soup diet? Cabbage soup? I don't know. It was like one day you ate rice, one day you had, you made this soup and it had all these vegetables and you could eat as much as you want. But then one day you that was the cabbage soup. It's cabbage soup. Okay. Yeah. So we did that. That would work. I would do that occasionally, but of course you can't stick to it. So I, you know, my weight would fluctuate kind of up and down. I've never probably gotten really, really huge. When I was pregnant, I would never like look at the scale. Like when I go to the doctor's office, I'd wear like the thinnest clothes I could and the shoes I could slip off and I would look straight ahead. So I would never look at that scale. I even called them to see like, what did I weigh when I was pregnant? And they said, you'll have to call medical records. Like, ah, that's too much work. So you didn't even know. You didn't know. No, I just didn't want to know. I'm sure it was because my husband is very lean and I'm sure I was like way more than he and I didn't want to know. (laughs) I do remember how hard that was when I was pregnant. And with the first pregnancy, I only got up to 163, which is not that bad. I was 5.5, so I started at 123. But with my second, my boys are 18 months apart. And I remember being at the hospital and Chad was in the room with me. And I think I was in the 180s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they called from the front, the nurse's station over the intercom and said, Miss Stevens, how much do you weigh? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. What Chad to know. Yeah. Like when I had Cal and Augusta, the hospital bed weighed you. So you didn't have to say it. The bed just weighed you. Oh, but we were in, yeah, this was in Stockbridge, Georgia, and the beds apparently didn't weigh you, and you're just supposed to say it out loud. But I oh, didn't gosh. want to. No, 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 no. I remember like what I weighed after they were born. Our oldest two are 16 months apart. And so when I was pregnant with Clayton, the second one, I was what I weigh now, probably like 141. So probably with my older son, I didn't gain very much. But I have five kids. I started between 29 and 41. So that's a long span of weight going up and down. It really is. Yeah. (laughs) So there was periods when I would exercise and periods when I didn't. And just with homeschooling and all that, it just, you know, life is just busy. So, and they played sports. So what I learned to do through the ups and downs was I would just go to the thrift store, buy some jeans 
I'd buy myself 12. I think probably 14 was the biggest I ever got. But I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I have like my range of small, medium, large, extra large wardrobes. <laughs> right. And I would just keep them under the bed. And just when I needed it, I'd pull them out. So I was like, you know, I was determined that I was not going to let my weight define me. And I wasn't going to let it get me depressed, you know. But my, I had a joke with my daughter. She's 12 now. And after she was born, I told her, I said, Ellie Grace, you left your pillow in there. Because I've always had kind of a little squishy stomach. So I think even if I wasn't really big, I always saw myself as probably bigger than I was because mm -hmm. I had a little squishy stomach and I'm curvy. So my legs were never really skinny. So yeah. But fast forward to January, 2017, our church does this thing called, they, it started out being a Daniel fast where for 21 days you would fast like from the Daniel in the Old Testament. But then it became kind of a reset, just fast what you need. Some people would do social media. Some people would do sweets, whatever. And I decided it's the purpose was not lose weight, but I'm like, well, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to do protein smoothies. I'm going to do them for breakfast and lunch. And then around three o'clock, I could have a snack and then dinner. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to weigh myself, but I know I'm going to lose weight. So the end of the 21 days, I got on the scale guess what? No law, nothing, <laughs> not even a pound. Yeah. And so at that point I got really dejected and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be fat. I'm, I threw in the towel. It's like, you know what? That's just it. Yeah. I think a lot of us have those moments, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I totally had that from 2012 till 2014 were the years that I really kind of gave up because I was working so hard right before that is when I had done all those, you know, the first crazy HCG and I had done diet pills and all that stuff. I had done the shake programs with the shake for breakfast, shake for lunch, sensible dinner, hated it, felt miserable. I was like, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. So I kind of gave up. And that was when I got to be my heaviest, when I got to 210 pounds, because I was like, I just can't live like this anymore. I quit. Right. That's where I was. And then the next Sunday at church, I looked over and I saw a friend and she looked amazing. And so she had done Weight Watchers before and I assumed that's what it was. And I went over to her and I said, what have you done? You look great. She lost 50 pounds. And she said, I have on an appetite suppressant called Phenermine. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> and I had never heard of anything like that. So I was like, all right, I'm doing it. So I made a appointment. Yes. If I can look like you, I'm going to do it. So I made an appointment with my doctor and I, oh, I remember the thing that she said, and I thought this was so profound. And when she said it, she said, I used to live to eat and now I eat to live. And I, and I thought, oh, that's, that's it. That's it. But now looking back at it, I was like, okay, that's the diet brain. Like it just yeah. as your food. You know, it's like food is the bad guy. If you enjoy it, you're doing something wrong. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by, by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories 
promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's buyoptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Right. And I, I hate that mindset too, that we're not supposed to enjoy our food. But, you know, that's exactly how I got hooked on Fentermine too. It was about 2002, somewhere around there. I lived in Carrollton, Georgia, and there was a girl that taught with me, third grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She was coming down the hall. She looked amazing. I said, what are you doing? She's like, it's Fentermine. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? And I went to the doctor and I got it. Yeah. 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 I just realized there's so much like guilt and shame. If you don't eat the, it's like, I think what I did was when I got phenamine, I decided, all right, I'm going to do this. And my doctor said, just do low carb and fruits. You can have berries. That's it. I mean, and so I went a year without having chocolate. And wow. I remember like right before I went on phenamine, I went to QT. Do you have those down there? My sister is like crazy for QT. So yeah. <laughs> well, I have it saved in my phone, not under like gas, but under food. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because they have the best soft pretzel. So I went to get a soft pretzel the night before and I was like, this is my last soft pretzel ever in my life. And my husband at Valentine's Day always hides little Hershey kisses for me all over the house. But however many I find, that's where we get to go out to eat. And so I found all my Hershey kisses and I ate like 20 of them in one night because I was like, all right, tomorrow <laughs> this is, is the day. <laughs> I have had those nights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No more kisses ever. So, but I did it like I really, I did well. I just kind of went all in, but, and so I lost weight from, let's see, that was in February to July. I lost 40 pounds. My goal was 50. Oh, I weighed 176. Like I didn't even look at the paper when the doctor weighed me, but I had to turn the paper into John for the receipt. It was like, oh shoot, it says 176 and he's going to see it. And he probably weighs 165. <laughs> no. It's like, all right, well, reality's your friend. That's what it is. So I, you know, I did everything right. I, I exercise anyway, always. And so I've, I've still kept my exercise routine and I just ate low carb, but it would be like, I would say, John, just, can you just cook some grill, some chicken finger or some uh, gr- chicken tenders and have them ready for me. So when I was hungry, I would just go to the kitchen and eat like three chicken fingers and carrots or something like yeah so boring it was and how did you feel I felt awful when I was on fentramine it's like when I first would take it if like my brain liked it like if I could feel it in my brain but then I just felt like kind of like strung out it did not feel good yeah well that's the thing that it it did for me like I lost the weight but my hair started falling out I mean, like in the shower, like oh, that had never happened to me before. And of course, you know, at the beginning, my sleep was messed up. And then I think for a while, my sleep just got messed up. I'm still, I was probably a little bit, I don't know. I don't know how long perimenopause lasts. I'm still not there yet. I'm still on the 
I'm not on the other side yet. So that could have been it. I don't know what it was. No, it definitely affected my sleep. It was terrible sleep. Yeah. And the worst thing was I was constipated. And yeah. And I ended up having to have emergency hemorrhoid surgery. Oh, no. That might have been related to not having fiber to eating so You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Because I still was doing like, you know, spinach and vegetables, you know. But I don't know. But I hadn't had that trouble before. So I don't know. But I still was like, you know, I kind of thought it might have been the phenamine, but I was determined to like finish losing my weight. So it's like, the moral is don't do drugs, people. (laughs) It's not worth it. Well, it's true. And, you know, I talk about it because I think it's important to tell the whole story and to let people know, yeah, I've tried those crazy things too. I get it. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've done that. And it sure did. I sure did lose the weight, right? I lost, I got down to a a good size as long as I kept taking it, but I felt awful and it it was not good for my body. And right after I stopped, that was when my weight went crazy. I gained 50 pounds in 18 months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, and for me, I think, I don't know, I didn't gain it back. That was the summer of 2017. I didn't really start gaining it back till guess when, when, when would you? Pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so slowly I started putting it back on and I didn't really think about the stress of things, but you know, the gym closed and you know, all the things. So slowly that fall, I started gaining it back and now it's, we're January, 2021. And I have a new goal. Our son's getting married in May. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I am not going to look like this in the pictures because then I'll just look at the pictures and only look at myself and how, how big I look. You know, I was determined that that's not what it was going to be. It would be about my son, not me thinking about how I looked. <laughs> so, but I couldn't lose it. Like all fall, I was doing everything I'd done before. I was even exercising like twice a day and just, it's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't lose it. So then now we're back in the spring and Clayton got married and I wore a dress that hid the things that needed to hide. So it was, it was fine. But then Shay's son got married a week after Clayton and we had both kind of been on kind of the ups and down weight loss journeys. And when I looked at her in her dress, she looked gorgeous. I was like, all right, what have you done? And so she told me about intermittent fasting then. And I was like, all right, we got to get together. I don't like the word fasting just kind of makes me angry. (laughs) I know, it sounds harder, right? It does, yeah. So I remember this was July. We we got together and we went to Starbucks and she told me she had read some books. I was like, I don't want to read books. Nope, you just you just tell me what to do. <laughs> and so she said, Well, I drink black coffee. I was like, All right, I drink black coffee. And she then she told me like she was I think at that point she wasn't eating breakfast. And I had kind of sort of been doing intermittent fasting a little bit without realizing it, which is probably how I kept the weight off. Because when I'd go to the gym, John would be like, You need to eat beforehand. I'd try and be like, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> and then I'd come home and I'd still be drinking coffee and I'd run upstairs and teach the kids and it'd be like noon and I'd eat. So yeah. So I think, I think I was sort of kind of doing it. So I thought, you know, all right, I can probably do this because, and I can understand, like if somebody told me I had to put cream in my coffee, I'd be like, I couldn't do it. So I understand how it can be hard for people to switch. But since I was already doing that, it's like, you know what? I think this could work. So she explained it to me and I thought, I'm going to tell John about this, but this is going to sound like just another thing. So I think I'm going to have to get the book <laughs> so I can know what I'm talking about. So I order it from Amazon. Fast piece repeat is what she was telling me. And we went to the beach and I told him what I was going to do. And he's like, are you sure you want to start now on vacation? And I said, you know what? I do, because there's always going to be something. I'm going to start it right now. You know, I'm going to start it now because 
yeah, that's the people who are listening. Start now, you know, and mm-hmm. you're, people that are mm-hmm. hearing this, you're, you might not be hearing it on the day it comes out in early January. You could be hearing it at any time. Maybe you're hearing it the day before you go on vacation. Maybe you're hearing it the day before whatever. Start today. Just eat in an eating window. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was that simple. And I think what I enjoyed so much, the freedom of that while we were at the beach, like I ate the Doritos and I ate the oatmeal cream cookies in the window, (laughs) but I started it to me when I read in the book and it said, and I finished the book at the beach. Like normally I just read novels at the beach. I was like, all right, I'm reading this. And when it said the fat burning starts around 18 hours, like, all right, 19 five, I'm, (laughs) I'm going to make it count from day one. (laughs) So I weighed myself on day one and Oh, I forgot to tell you a most important thing. Okay, backtrack. Right before my son got married, I went to my doctor and I kept a little bottle of Phenermine just in case I might need it. Oh, I had a, a bottle that I kept for a while like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I asked for another prescription. She said, I don't prescribe that anymore. She says it doesn't work. She said, you can go to the bariatric clinic. And I was like, all right, whatever that is. And my sister had gone to something and lost some weight that was, it wasn't bariatric. She's, my sister's never been big, but they, they had her on some food and I thought, well, I'll just try it while well, walk in. And right away, the, the lobby was like set to the 1970s. It was just like, where am I? And everybody that worked in there, whether they were the nurses or the people at the desk were all like morbidly obese. Oh my God. I mean, it was just, yeah. And this was the bariatric place. Yes. Yeah. And um, so my BMI wasn't high enough to put me to do whatever they do, but they did draw blood. And then they did some nutritional counseling. And this was the funniest part. Like I sat in a room and in front of it was all boxes of like lean cuisine and all the low fat. It was like the nineties. And so this lady, this, I know this lady came in this really large lady and she was telling me all the things to eat and not to eat. And it was all just, just eat low fat. I was like, seriously, like, this is so outdated. I even knew that this was not what you do. So I got my blood work back. And so I think this is where, why God led me to this because of this one thing. I never even heard of this before, but they highlighted something with my liver and they wrote fatty liver, lose weight. I was like, fatty liver. What is that? (laughs) And it scared me. I thought it was from like all the protein and fat I was eating, but no, my friend said, Alyssa, that's from carbs. Like, Oh, okay. Well, and the solution is lean cuisines. It's part of all. I know. know, I'm not the person who, because I was obese. I was overweight. I'm not the person who's ever going to think poorly of somebody for their weight because that was me. And I was trying so hard. But if I go to a place where they're going to like tell me how to lose weight, I would like for them to have like done it. Yeah. Well, that's what was odd. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I understand it's a struggle. If their best advice was lean cuisines and eat less fat, then okay. I mean, yeah. And I think that was it. I just realized that that's probably what they were doing. And they just, yeah, I need to drop off fast feast repeat to them. Yeah, they need it. But that doesn't work. We've all tried that. If if that worked, we would have lost the weight in the 90s and kept it off forever. Right, right, right. So I had this fatty liver thing in the back of my head. You were talking about when you were, when you were at the, you had just weighed in at the doctor's office before you went to the beach or something like that. Oh no, I weighed, I weighed at home before I started. Okay. 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 So I was like 160 about then. And so, but while I was there, so I read Fasties Repeat and then it's funny because I went from 
just tell me what to do to reading all the things. So I read obesity code and I read diet myth and I started listening to the podcast and I started getting this education on insulin resistance and realizing what fatty liver was. And I'm so glad that I read because I think if I hadn't read anything, then even if Shay had told me you might not lose something the first month, that my first month I lost nothing. And I think I probably would have just said, well, forget this. But this is going to sound crazy, but maybe not because you understand it too. But I was expecting not to lose anything because I knew that I had this fatty liver and that my body had a lot of work to do on the inside. And so when I, at the end of the month, when it hadn't changed, I was actually excited because I was like, it's cleaning up. It's, it's healing from the inside. (laughs) Well, it's true. You know, if you've got a fatty liver, you want your body to clear that out. Your body needs to clear that out because your liver can't do the work it needs to do when you have a fatty liver and it needs to do a lot of things. And so clearing out a fatty liver is what fasting is really great for because it's going to clear that out during your fast before it does anything else. So that's the thing. People that are listening right now, because it's the start of a new year, if they're listening when it first came out and everybody's looking for, you know, that diet change, new year, new diet, new you, right? It's almost every January mm-hmm. for me, I would look for the new diet, but this is not like the other things, right? Right. You're not to expect weight loss at first, but your body is got to do some things behind the scenes. Right. And so I ordered this scale. It's called a Renfo. I think it was like 28 bucks on Amazon and it would like put it in the app and it would track your weight and do your trends. So I, I really like that because I, I did weigh myself once in the middle of the month, but I didn't look at it. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to look at it later. So I didn't weigh any differently at the end, but I could tell my pants were feeling a little looser. So I knew something was going on. And then, so this was August by October, I had lost 20 pounds. So once I lost it, like, I think I lost 10 in like two weeks. I mean, I really lost it fast. So I got down to, and I was looking back at it yesterday around like 140, 143. And I've hovered there ever since. Like I can't, I'll break the 140 plane for like a day <laughs> and I'm five, six, I'm kind of medium built. So I would love to get in the one thirties, but I know that'll come. That's year two. <laughs> But I think just during, so I've only been really fasting a little over a year and I just turned 54 this month. So I just feel healthier than I did in my forties even. And I look at pictures and I think this picture's pulled up the other day. I'm trying to remember when it was, it was probably 15 years ago. I was like, I think I look better now and I'm 54. I never thought that would be, but that year, I think what, or last year, what I experienced was just so much freedom. And it was like, I realized that I could say no, and it was okay. And just the whole idea of delaying it really helped me say no. Instead of, no, I can never have another QT pretzel again, I could have it in my window. Yeah, I mean, that's a powerful shift, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Just knowing that you can have it later. Delay, not deny. You know, just this morning in our community, there was someone who was talking about how, you know, fasting is easy or it's simple. She's like, fasting is simple, but it's not always easy. Someone had dropped off fresh baked croissants and she's like, I want to eat this croissant right now. And, you know, you you could if you wanted to, but if you ate that right now, like if you had a, a pretzel right now, it's, would you be glad that you had it or would it be better to delay it? Right. Well, and the funny thing is a couple of times during the year, maybe even only once or twice, I went and got a pretzel at QT and I brought it home. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this isn't even good anymore. <laughs> so I gave it to my kids. <laughs> so yes, my tastes have changed. <laughs> the things you used to love are no longer delicious, but 
What we forget is how hard it is all day long with the regular, like when you were doing, you know, Nutrisystem or when you were, you know, whatever diet you were doing, having to eat a little bit and then not eat and then eat a little bit and then not eat was so much harder than just waiting. Oh, it's so much easier. It just takes that. Now I've always never liked lunch. Like what do you eat for lunch? (laughs) You know? And so just being able to delay that was even that first week at the beach, I would cook dinner. We always, we have five kids and they always bring their friends. We always have a huge crowd. I would just make dinner for everybody. And I was like serving, fixing everybody. And then I would just heat it up the next day and eat it in my window. And it was like, this is so easy. I can do this. But the other things, like even during the year, we had a party last October and I decided that I would eat beforehand because I knew the food there would not be very good. I mean, it would be what I would want to eat, but it wouldn't be the best choices. Quality. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I closed my window and we went to the party and I told John while we were there, I was like, I can look and point to all the things that I would be eating, even if my window was open or that I would have been eating a year ago and none of it would have been healthy. I mean, I would have eaten all the sugar, all the chips, all the stuff that is not healthy for me. And so just the ability to say no was empowering. And I've, I don't think I've ever experienced that for a long, as long of a period of time as I have now. I mean, I did I it, it for maybe a day or a week. <laughs> well, and you know, we, we always did it before, like when we followed a diet plan, like sometimes people are a little salty that I'm not going to tell them what to eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. tell me, what should I eat? And like, I'm not going to tell you what to eat. And <laughs> if you want a QT soft pretzel, you could have that. But the power is that you don't want the soft pretzel yeah, now. exactly. And so that your, your tastes have changed. That's where the power comes in when I'm not telling you what you can or can't have because there is no can and can't. It's what do you want to have? And you looked at all that food at that party and it wasn't really appetizing, was it? Right. No. Yeah. I didn't even want it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was neat to see. And then we also, we love to go hiking. And so before we would bring all the snacks and carry them with us, it's like water. I can just bring my camel back. That's all I need. And it was great. And then another thing that I noticed over the year, I have migraines and I started getting them probably, it actually, it was about the time I did phenamine. So I've always wondered, was it phenamine? Was it perimenopause? But I would, that period of time when I was on phenamine, I would get them like every other day. So I would have 15 to 17 a month. And so I don't know, I still don't really know all my triggers, but with fasting, I can kind of like minimize as far as food triggers. So when I do much better with not eating sugar, they're much better. So now I think I have like maybe once a week. So that's still a lot for some people, but for me, that's really good. Your headaches are a lot fewer frequency. Yeah. 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 Another thing that happened over the year was my sister had breast cancer when she was 39 and my grandmother Muzzy, I was telling you about it, had it also. And so I'm very high risk for breast cancer. And so I had, right after I started fasting, I went and met with the doctor and I brought Fast Feast Repeat and she was very familiar with intermittent fasting and believed in it. And she was a cancer doctor for, I guess, lots of different kinds of cancer. And so that was really, I don't know if she was doing it or not, but she wrote down the name of the book and all that. So, so I said, I want to wait and have my mammogram as late as I can this fall. So I can see if this is making a difference, even in a couple months. And so I did, and I had it maybe in September or so, and it was totally clear, which the year before the couple years before I'd have, I, I don't even know how many biopsies I've had diagnostic mammograms and biopsies and just the whole thing. And then I had an MRI, MRI in March, totally clear. And I just had another M- mammogram, totally clear. So that's the only thing that's changed. <laughs> 
So there have been changes in, in your breast tissue, changes in the way that it, it shows up in your mammogram. Mm-hmm. And you think yeah. that that might be related to intermittent fasting. Yeah, I really do. And so just from the research I've read, I mean, there's there's different cancers it's supposed to help with. It seems like it would have to help with most of them. Even if, when you think about sugar as feeding cancer, and even if I eat sugar, I'm not eating as that much, you know, like I would before. I always think about, you know, the power of autophagy and our body's cellular housekeeping. And we're supposed to take a pause from eating mm-hmm. so our bodies mm-hmm. can do the important work they need to do while we're not eating and, and you know, the scrounging around, the cleaning up. And so when we're fasting, our bodies can do that. And, you know, in this modern world, you know, of course we have so many, you know, more toxic chemicals in the world. I talk about this in my book, Cleanish, but that's working against us, the toxins, but also the never stopping eating anymore. Like when we think about, you know, people are eating from the time they wake up, snacking, snacking, snacking all day. Even if you're not eating, you're drinking a beverage, like it, probably a latte or something. And then your body never has that break to clean up. Right, right. I would be one that I would, back to QT, I would get my mostly unsweet, slightly sweet tea and drink it all day. <laughs> yeah, I would have, like I would go through the drive through and let's say I went to Chick-fil-A because they had a really nice big old styrofoam cup. The bigger, the better. Yes, the, the ice would not melt. <laughs> yep, and I would get, because I had rejected diet sodas, I would get a regular Coke. So I would get, you know, with my chicken minis and my, you know, little hash browns, I would get a large Coke and it would sit there on my desk at school while I was teaching and I would like nurse it all day because yes. it would yeah. still be old by the end of the day. And I was like, oh my gosh, how bad was that for me? And our teeth, imagine what our teeth would be like later on. <laughs> I cannot even imagine what my liver was probably like. So I think corn syrup is <laughs> one of the worst things for promoting fatty liver. But you might have had a fatty liver too. <laughs> I probably did. I just didn't know. But I'm glad that your doctor was a fan of intermittent fasting because I think that happens more and more now. Oh yeah, and I tell every doctor I go to, I bring the book and tell them about it. We actually bought six copies. Because it was on your fast feast repeat was on sale on Amazon, and I forgot to get you to sign them when I, I brought them with me when I saw oh. you in, in June. But so we, I wrote on there loaner copies so that we can give them out and people. I figured if people knew they were being loaned, they would have more of a chance of reading them because they had to give them back. That makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, and my husband started doing it with me right away, and he's great because I think us doing it together. Even he lost about fourteen pounds, but he's very muscular, so he just looks cut. All my boys did a Spartan race with him and all their friends, all they could, the pictures afterwards, all they could do is talk about how, how good John looked. (laughs) So yeah, so he loved that. Yeah. The nice thing with us doing it together, I think the community has been so great for me with him. We went to Florida in June and it was just the two of us for for our anniversary. I was like, John, we can actually like do intermittent fasting together and we don't have to fix food for anybody. And so we stayed at a hotel that had breakfast and neither one of us were eating breakfast now. So he just would make his plate and take it back to the hotel room. We would go exercise on the beach and then around lunch, come back. He would eat his lunch. We go lay out, we come back and then we go for a fabulous dinner. And it was great because we just get appetizer, drinks, everything. And it was really fun. It's like, this is how it's going to be in six years when it's just the two of us. It really, well, it is absolutely amazing to just have the two of you. You know, we're living Mm -hmm. in our little tiny beach house now. It's like 926 square feet and it's just the two of us who started helping me make dinner. So we're just like cozy and alone in our beach 
goodness, and it just feels so good. That's neat. Yeah. Well, I did order Green Chef. Like they had a two week special, and so we did that for two weeks. That food is good. I wish it's I could so afford it. Oh my gosh, I feel like we're at a restaurant every night. <laughs> well, it's hard when it's when it's a big family still at home. When it's just the two of you, though, you will be able to afford it just for the two of you because it's more expensive to go to the store. I know, and to go out. Yeah. So that's that's my dream. In six years, we'll go back to Green Show. <laughs> but the other thing that's been really neat, I think, in the community, and you met some of the girls, there's yeah. a group that we work out together. And a couple of them would talk about how they just couldn't lose this weight or lose that weight. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to mention it to them. And so I told them about the book. I, the ones I'm thinking of are Star and Shannon. And they just like grabbed right onto it and they read the book. And so we work out together and we have this little text group together. And so it's been really neat to kind of share our struggles. And one of the girls was like, I'm drinking this tea and it says it's, or no, it was black coffee from, I think I told you about it from Target. And she's like, I'm gaining weight. And so we looked and it said natural flavors. And so yeah. it's just been really neat to kind of bounce things off each other. John and I both did Zoe. I don't know if I told you that, but I was curious because he loved keto and I didn't. And so we figured that maybe like his body could clear fat better than mine. And, but you know what? I clear it better than he does. Like we were really surprised at the results. So anybody who's wondering about Zoe, go to jenstevens.com slash Zoe and you can read more about it. It's basically, you know, you go through this test, it's personalized nutrition. I'm getting ready to go through it again. Just because well, they change, they don't do retests. Everybody who's listening, no, don't do a retest. They don't offer retests. I had to beg them because they're like, no, we don't do retests. And I'm like, but I would really like to go through it now. Again, now that they have all the challenges in there, because people are always asking about the challenges and they didn't have those when I did it. So I would like okay. to go through the challenges because, you know, it's changed a lot. I did it in, I guess, I mean, 19 or 2020. I did it a while ago. Yeah, we did some of the challenges. Yeah. I didn't have them when I did it. So, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. But I think like John loves tracking food and counting and all that kind of stuff. I don't do any of that. I can't do that. I don't like that either, but I'm still willing to do it. I'm going to try it. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I lasted one day. He did it for the whole time. And, but it's really, I mean, we've just brought in so many more vegetables. And so he's eaten less fat. You know, I think we, we listen to it and just try to eat more vegetables and seafoods and all that. So that's been really good. I think one thing I've realized is in your book, you talk about tweak it till it's easy. And I think I'm still kind of not there because our schedule changes every single, there's no day that's the same. And so I feel like I try to keep, I like a 20 hour fast, four hour window. And, but some days that's six, some days that's eight, some days that's one, some days that's two. And I know it can be good to change it up, but is it good? Is it okay to change up that much? Do you think? Well, it just depends. I think part of my success and never really like, I don't know, when I was losing the weight, I never was so consistent. Like I never had a perfect month where I had, you know, five hours or less for the whole month because, you know, something special would come along and I'd have, uh, you know, an eight hour window. And so I would, I would throw those in. And so some people might think that was a failure, but actually I think that might've been part of the success was, you know, if you do exactly like if you did a really tight 22-2, for example, mm -hmm. and you did 22-2 every single day, your body is more likely to adapt to that. Yeah. Than if you have a little more flexibility because, you know, homeostasis, anything we do that's exactly the same, our bodies adapt to. So, you know, I think having a switched up a little bit is a good thing. I think I naturally have, have a slight up and down pattern to my days. I mean, I don't do down days. I don't officially do up days, but 
you know, one day I might have a really short window because I'm really busy and, and I don't know, you know, how many calories I ate. I'm not counting my calories. But then the next day I'll be hungry earlier and I'll, I'll open earlier. And just, you know, learning to listen to my body and trust that variability is a good thing. So, I, you know, I don't think try to like have a goal of every day will be 24 or else. I think that being too rigid is not good. Now, on the other hand, being too loosey-goosey is also not good. So it's like flexible consistency, right? Be yeah, consistent, right, right. But also flexible, but not so flexible, but not too consistent, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Well, and I think that's the nature of like, if people are like me, like our girls play volleyball and we homeschool, but we also go to a, a co-op that's about 40 minutes away and I teach there. And so Monday and Wednesday, we're gone all day. And then we go to church at Wednesday night and they have pizza there. So the girls eat there, but it's like every day is different. And so on Mondays, I end up doing sometimes a 24 hour fast, but I'll still eat every day, but it's been 24 hours. And the next day I might be do 18, but I try to at least do 18 or 19. But I really do want to try ADF. I, I, I bought the, this cookbook that says 500 calorie meals and I was going to start it in September. Of course. Yeah, I didn't do it. But like once I eat, like I eat. So right. I don't know. I've got that in the, that's, I really want to try it. Cause I think if to get down into the one thirties, then maybe that's, that would help me get there. Well, you might find that you love it. You know, a lot of people are really afraid to do alternate daily fasting. And for anyone who's just tuning in that has never heard of that before, it's it's up days and down days. And the down days can be a full fast of like 36 hours, or you can have a 500 calorie down day meal. It's all explained in the ADF chapter of Fast, Feast, Repeat. And so there, you know, there are lots of ways to do it. But, you know, you can have a really satisfying 500 calorie meal if you just figure out how to, how to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think too, one of the things that I love and one of the reasons I realized I can do this forever is the beginning of October, I got really sick. I think I might've had COVID. It tested negative, but I felt worse than when I really did have COVID. <laughs> when I had COVID the first time I found out after the fact with a blood test. So I wasn't ever, I think I had a, a fever one day, but this time I was like, in the bed, fatigue, my 103 fever. And it was when Ian, when Hurricane Ian was here. And I, so I also had a migraine that lasted like four days. So the migraine might've been the hurricane, but like I was taking medicine throughout the day. And so I was like, you know what? I can't fast. I need to eat when I, cause I was taking emergency and it had, you know, vitamin flavor to it. And so I just, you know, I was like, I, I'll end up doing like a 12, 12, I guess, or something, but it was okay. 
And so when I started feeling better, I still didn't want coffee. Like it took me a while to want, I mean, just yesterday was the first day I wanted coffee again, but I just didn't worry about it. And I just knew that this was my way of life and there's going to be bumps in the road and I'll just keep repeating. You know, that's like we said, that's the magic is just keep repeating. And so, you know, my weight's the same. So I think that's, even if you have little kids or if you have busy teenagers or whatever stage of life you're in, it can work for you. That really is the key. And you get into, you know, once your body is adapted, you know, it's hard at the beginning when your body's learning how to do this, but once you're adapted, it becomes so much easier not to have to be constantly thinking about food all day long. You know, sometimes people start when they have little kids at home, like really little ones. And they're like, how do you prepare food for these little ones? I mean, you had five kids growing up through all these years. And so there were just like a long period of time where you always had the little kids and it was like always fixing a meal for somebody else. Mm. So moms Mm -hmm. worry, how can I do this? But it, it just becomes another task. You know, you can prepare food for your kids. That doesn't mean you have to eat it. Right. Yeah. The other thing I would say, I think people are probably hesitant to share with people. And I always give my friend Shay a hard time because I said, why didn't you tell me before the wedding? (laughs) But um, in December last year, I put on this red dress and we went to church. And you know how Facebook will show like the old memories? And it showed, I think the next day or something, me in that same dress a year ago. And it, it was really cool because I real uh, looking at the two pictures, like there's me and even just my facial expression was, I don't know, just looked more joyful, more free. And it was like, I, you didn't see my little stomach in the dress. And so I thought, okay, here, you can just look in my face and see the difference. And I thought, I'm going to post something on Facebook and I'm going to talk about intermittent fasting. I'm going to tell about the victories and the non-scale victories, which I'll talk about in a minute. But it's so even today I'm finding out people that saw that post that started fasting because of that. I love and it. one of my friends is really thin. She lives in another state. She has PCOS, which I didn't know. And she saw my post and she started reading and she started fasting. And so you just never know. It's true. We worry about what people are going to think. But the thing is, is that we have this information about fasting and how it's changed our lives so dramatically. Uh-huh. And somebody out there is desperate for this information. And so by not sharing it because you're afraid of what people might think, you're keeping this information from somebody who could really benefit from it. You know, share gently. You share it on Facebook. You just put it out there. And that was it. You weren't pressuring people. You didn't like run up to people in the streets, but you just <laughs> shared it. And and people can take what they want from it. And you know, don't hide what you're doing. Like someone in the community today was talking about, she's about to go on a, on a trip with some girlfriends and they don't know she's fasting. And should she tell them? I'm like, yes, you should tell them. Because even if they, first of all, if they make fun of you and they're mean, then they're not very nice friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, and I think too, I think I worried that I wouldn't know enough. And I realized, you know, I can just say, here, read this. Here, look at this. Listen to this. You know, these are the experts, but it's working for me. And so I don't have to know everything. Right. And you don't have to counteract someone's argument. People all the time are like, I was in a Facebook group and I said something about fasting and then someone said, blah, blah, blah. What do I say? I'm like, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to argue or convince that person. It doesn't matter. Right. It's not your responsibility to teach, to correct their misconceptions unless they're, you know, really someone you care about and you'd like to. But we don't have to know all the answers. You could just say, that's fine. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's interesting. My son Colson that I was telling you about that did IF that January, the next January last year, he did it again, but he, I told him about the clean fast. And so he did it the better way, I should say. And he said it was so much easier. He said, mom, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm waking up before my alarm and I'm like going to class and saying, Hey to people. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I used to just be a grouch and he was trying to like build muscle cut bad, whatever they do. And he looked great. And it was, it was really neat because it just, he just kept doing it. Even after January, he just kept doing it. So even, you know, a 20, 20 year old can benefit from it. And I love it. No, I I think it's a great tool to have. And I love that the clean fast made a difference. Oh, funny story about Chad. He has discovered Reddit. Oh yeah. So he's been on Reddit and he's like found some intermittent fasting Reddit. I'm like, stop, do not get out of there. He's like, well, they're all saying things that are not true. Like drinking diet sodas. And I'm like, you just got to look away. Stop. You cannot fix Reddit. That's so funny. (laughs) I'm like, if you want, you can say read fast feast repeat, but you've got to walk away because they might say like mean things about me. You don't know. Right. And then he'd be like, that's my wife. Stop. You know, that's so funny. That's great. That's funny. Well, I have some, I wrote down some other non-scale victories. You want me to share those with you? Yeah, I was, I want to hear your non-scale victories. Okay. Well, this is a strange one. I don't know if any, I've, I've never heard anybody say this before, but all of a sudden this summer I was walking and I felt like I had like stones in my in my shoes. I took my shoes off and there was nothing in there. And I looked and I had planter's warts on both feet and I was like, oh, great. Because, you know, those things last forever. Oh, yeah. I had them in college. Yeah. They disappeared within like a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. I, I was craziest thing. Yeah. And then I have these like this corn between these two toes that has always bugged me. And I don't know what to do about it. All of a sudden, I looked and it's gone. Like, why did that disappear? Well, your body had time to work on it, right? I mean, that's really, I think we have these weird things on our bodies that our body doesn't have time to deal with. And so now your body's like, well, I'm fasting. I guess I'll eat up this corn. (laughs) Corn for dinner, yeah. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the corn I (laughs) ate. Let's see, I broke my wrist about, let's see, 12 years ago, and I've had arthritis in it, and it hasn't bothered me once since I fasted. Wow. And same thing with my foot. I have, I had surgery in college to put stay pegs in my ankles because I have flat feet. And that's a whole nother story. But there's arthritis because one of them cracked. And same thing. It hasn't hurt. I used to limp for like 24-7. And when I started cutting out sugar and when I lost the weight, I mean, it went away. We went to the doctor to see about fixing it. And I was running at that point. And John said, now to fix it, I'd have to have the surgery. I have to be in a boot. Like it was just crazy. He's like, well, she be able to run again. And he just laughed at him. And I just ran four miles yesterday. So, <laughs> so I'm running again. Yeah, I really, you know, we have such decreased inflammation from intermittent fasting that, you know, old pain goes away for that reason. Yeah. 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 And my sleep has been better. So that whole thing went away. Like I used to, now if, if I don't sleep, I notice it because I'm sleeping so well. So that's been great. Um, my hair started growing back. So I was losing it right up here at my part, right where everybody can see it. And that started growing back. My skin tags are going away. Yeah, of course, I, I didn't know what the, that was even called that. I didn't know what that was. I did, certainly didn't know it was insulin issue. And this is my, I have stretch marks from having all these babies and they're, they're not purple anymore. They're still there, oh, wow. but they're not purple. I don't know what that is. So the discoloration is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, when I was six weeks old, I had surgery. I had pyloric stenosis on my stomach 
And there's a scar right there, which is kind of always bugged me because that's one reason that my stomach would never be flat, which is still, I still want to have a flat stomach one day, but uh, maybe too old for that. We'll see. But the scar, which <laughs> after five and <laughs> I know, I know, I couldn't find it. And I looked and it was still there, but it's soft. Like it got after 54 years, it got soft. That is astonishing. I've, I've heard of scars, you know, but Donna Doobie, her talked about her C-section scar that had been there for over 30 years and it was thick and ropey and it, it went away. But this one was from when you were an infant and it's changed. Yes, 54 years. I know. That sounds made up. But it's not. I mean, it's real, but it sounds like no. I know, <laughs> I know. John and I donate plasma twice a week and they check your protein levels and they t- check your hematocrit, which is related to iron. And when I was doing keto ish, you know, mostly just protein fat, I would get denied for not having the enough protein levels all the time. And then you can't come back for two weeks. And since I've fasted and eaten less protein and less food, I've never been denied. My levels are higher. Now this, I can actually explain why. And that's the part that's remarkable when people are talking about, you know, intermittent fasting and how are you getting your proteins and protein needs met? When you're fasting clean, your body breaks down old junky proteins. That's the process of autophagy. So you're having evidence of it right there in your blood work. Yeah. Your protein levels are higher, even though you're fasting. And it's like, well, they're coming from within. Yeah. John would eat a four egg omelet every morning. And he measures and counts everything, like I said. And he's eating, I can't remember how many grams less a day. And his his levels are higher too. So it's pretty cool. The other thing that's neat is my fatty liver is reversed. I love that. <laughs> yes. I had blood, blood work done this fall and I was so curious. And she did the facet insulin, which this was probably bad. The night before we went out to a friend's house and they made, she made strawberry pie. And I had a small piece and I had another piece. It was so good. And I forgot oh, my blood work done. Yeah. So I don't know if that would make it higher, but it was higher than I wanted it to be. It was 9.1. So under five is really what it should be, right? Yeah. Yeah. So have it repeated in, in a few months. If your skin tags are just now falling off just now, that's a sign that you probably still, probably that 9.1 is accurate. And just give it some time and then, you know, in a, you know, six months, have it tested again and expect that it's probably going to be down. Well, that's what I figured. It's like, you know, there's still work to be done and that's okay. Like this is a lifelong thing. So I'm not too worried about it. You're still new. You're not that far along. Right. Right. And then my, um, Muzzy, my grandmother, I was telling you about, she ended up having Alzheimer's and from what I've read, they're now calling that, um, insulin resistance. diabetes. Yeah. So I think, okay, so I'm helping prevent that. So you, I think you just don't realize the things you're not going to get. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes people will ask me, they're like, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know, because there's no alternate route where I didn't do intermittent fasting. It's hard to prove the good things that it's done, but I'm super healthy at 53. I'm very healthy. And so it's hard to know, like, you know, I went through menopause pretty easily and Mm -hmm. like, well, did intermittent fasting help? I'm like, well, I didn't go through menopause on an alternate path without intermittent fasting. So I don't know. I feel like it probably helped, but I can't prove it. Yeah. I was talking to my doctor this fall about menopause. Like, I don't know. I'm not at the year point yet. And she said, well, at your age, you'll probably go through it easier. The next week I had hot flashes every day. It's like, oh, <laughs> we can't say anything. But I haven't had them since. So I don't know. We'll see. But the weight stayed the same. Let's see. Oh, I found my little bottle of phenamine pills this summer and I flushed them down the toilet. It's like, no more. They're gone forever. 
Well, it's good. Yeah, I no longer have them around. It's been a long time since I've had them around, but I would never take them again. I would never, never take them again or let anyone I love take them. Yes, I know. I'm so glad they're gone. Yeah. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? I would tell everybody to read Fasties Repeat, even if they don't want to listen to it. (laughs) And the other thing, because I think you can learn just the whys about something just really help more than you realize. The science behind it, it really does make a difference. I would say start today and keep repeating. Even if you have a 12-hour window or longer than you want to, just the next day, just delay your eating and tell other people about it. You know, if they want to hear, carry, I just would carry the book around with me because I always read. And so I carry it around. And so that brought conversation right there. And then another thing that has helped me is I use the Life app because I was, I found myself trying to count my fast and the hours, like, when did I stop? So the Life app, you can just put in how many hours you want to have for your fast. And I put in 20 hours. And so if I eat ahead of time, I just tweak it. Or if I go longer, I just tweak it. And so it just kind of helps. You don't have to count. You don't have to think about it as much unless you forget. And then you have to add in there. And I think the other thing would be to say just to be okay with bumps in the road and just know you're going to get sick. Your kids are going to get sick and your weight may go up and down, but don't let weight be the thing. You know, that's just one marker of your health and don't be afraid and try it. You definitely don't be afraid. This is the thing yeah. you've been looking for. It's not, you know, you're not going to lose a hundred pounds by Memorial Day, but it's right. <laughs> you know, not real anyway. So this is the thing that's slow and steady and it will change your life. Right. Yes. And thank you, Jen. Thank you for all you do and the podcast and the books and just for keeping it out there. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus.